friends. Welcome to the Mini Dairy Goat Podcast, all things miniature dairy goat. Not too big, not too small, just right. I'm your host, Carrie O'Neill. Join me as I guide you through the enchanting and addicting world of miniature dairy goats. Hello, goat friends. Welcome to the first episode of the Mini Dairy Goat Podcast. Today we're going to be talking about what is a miniature dairy goat. We'll talk about how to get started with miniature dairy goats. What is not a miniature dairy goat. We'll address generations. We'll talk about percentages. And we'll talk a little bit about the registry's herd books. So to get started, a miniature dairy goat is the result of a cross between a registered standard dairy goat and a purebred registered Nigerian dwarf dairy goat. The registered standard dairy goat can be any of those recognized by the registration associations, such as AGDA, the American Dairy Goat Association. So these could be Alpines, La Manchas, Nubians, Oberhosleys, Sanans, Sables, Togs, and more recently, the Guernseys. To be registered with the two main mini dairy goat registries, MDGA, which stands for the Miniature Dairy Goat Association, or TMGR, the Miniature Goat Registry, they need to be, the parents need to be registered with any of the following associations. The American Dairy Goat Association, or AGDA, the American Goat Society, or AGS, the Nigerian Dwarf Goat Association, or the Canadian Goat Society. All right, so we're going to start from scratch. Um, So if we wanted to create a mini dairy goat, what we would do is we would breed a Nigerian Dwarf Buck to a full-size dairy doe. So in my case, I raise miniature Nubians. So if I wanted to, you'll hear people say, start a new line, what I would do is get a Nigerian dwarf buck that's registered and breed that buck to my full-size Nubian doe. The reason we do that and not the reverse way is you can see that it's much easier on the doe to give birth to those smaller kids. If we bred a full-size Nubian buck to a Nigerian doe, I don't think the outcome would be very good. Uh, possibly on the mating aspects of it, as well as giving birth. Uh, We want to do the other way around, so buck to doe to create those first generations. So one of the things when you get into miniature dairy goats is you hear a lot about generations. We'll talk about that. And then you see a lot of Fs. So you get like an F1 or an F2 or this buck is an F5. So what do those, what does that mean? So where does all this F generation business come into play? You guys may remember back in your high school biology class, a guy named Gregor Mendel. He was a friar who is now recognized as the founder of modern day genetics. And remember, he did the pea plant experiments. So his terms, we we know it as filial generation. So that's F-I-L-I-A-L, generations. And filial means offspring. So that was how he denoted that. Some of you may, the the kind of the, the doodle craze with crossing the Labradors and the Poodles, 
they have some different terminology. They still have the F, the filial designations, um, but they'll get going to F1, or it might be an F1B or F2B. Um, they have some different connotations there. With the miniature dairy goats, we simply list the generation as F1, F2, F3, F4, F5, and F6. We'll talk about what all those mean here shortly. And once you get to that sixth generation, if your goat meets the breed standards for that, it will become what we call purebred status. Okay, so let's talk about how the generations work. So if you breed, let's consider the standard breed and the Nigerian dwarf breed, that would be zero generation or the foundation generation. So that would be zero. If you breed those two together, you're going to get a first generation, an F1. After that, the rule is that the generation of the kid is always one generation higher than the lowest generation of a parent. So, for example, if you breed an F3 to an F1, what is the kid going to be? It's going to be one higher than the lowest generation. So, the lowest generation is F1. So, that kid would be F2. So, even if you took a sixth generation, so an F6 to an F1, that kid will still be an F2. If you take a fifth generation back to a foundation, so let's say we take a fifth generation, we breed it back to a Nigerian dwarf, then that is going to be first generation because that Nigerian dwarf is zero. One higher than that would be one. Okay, so I hope that makes sense about the generations. Uh, In a future episode, we're going to talk more about generations. Um, A lot of folks get caught up on trying to, I guess, maybe place more emphasis on generation than maybe should be. So we'll kind of talk that through about what you should be looking for instead of just generation. So that'll be on a future podcast. Uh, The next thing we want to talk about is how those generations affect the herd books which the goats are registered into. So when you have first and second generation goats, those goats are registered into the experimental herd book. When you get up to third, fourth, and fifth generations, if they meet breed standards, and the breed standards for the two main registries are a little bit different, We'll be talking to some registry representatives in the future to go over that. But they need to meet those breed standards. If they do, then they are classified into the American herd book. Once they reach sixth generation and they fully meet breed standard, then they are considered purebred. If at any time an American or a purebred doesn't meet breed standards, uh, maybe goes over height, or in the case of uh, the miniature Nubians, maybe their ears are airplaned out, they don't have the long pendulous ears, then they would go back into the experimental herd book and they would have a star noting that they were removed back in there. So after the sixth generation particularly in the mini Nubians right now, we have, like I myself have bred some seventh and eighth generation 
goats, but it kind of gets to a point where we're still kind of saying seventh and eighth, but really once they get to that purebred status, you shouldn't keep saying what generation they are. Um, It would be noted on their registration certificate, but I mean, at some point we're going to get to, you know, oh, this is the 27th generation. You don't really do that. Um, So at that point, we'll just call them purebred. All right, so what about percentages? When you start into miniature dairy goats, we talk a lot about the generation. So that's what we just reviewed, the F1, F2, third generation, fifth generation. But we also talk about percentages. So you'll see some folks, some folks, not pokes, some folks will say, well, I have an F1 50-50. So when you hear that, what you should be thinking is that, okay, that is the, the, the start of a new line. That is 50% of that kid is the standard dairy goat and 50% of that kid is the Nigerian goat. And pretty much after that first uh, 50-50 cross, the percentage numbers will get crazy because then there's no set rule that once you have that first generation kid, then you you do not have to breed them to a first generation to make F2. You don't have to go one, two, three, four, five. Um, you can mix and breed your herd to maximize the traits that you want to uh, build in your herd and to build a better goat. So in my herd, one of the things that I am trying to do is infuse, I really love the Nubian genetics and I like my goats to look Nubian. It's not that I don't like the Nigerian, but I've just really tried to infuse more full, more higher percentage Nubian into my herd, including some full Nubians, as well as a first generation doe I bought several years ago. And she was a first generation, but she was 97% Nubian. So very, very high percentage of Nubian. And a lot of people would comment and say, wow, she's got great ears for a first generation. Well, what they were actually thinking, they're thinking that F1 50-50. So that's not always the case because you can breed back and have those higher percentages of that standard breed and have those traits be a little bit more dominant, such as longer pendulous ears. So how do you figure out percentages on your kids? So say you had a 60% Nubian and a 40% Nigerian sire for your kid. And then you had a 50% Nubian and a 50% Nigerian dam. So you had a 50-50 dam. So basically you're just going to add the parents' percentages together and divide by two. So for the Nubian, it would be 60% plus 50 and divide that by two. So that kid would be 55% Nubian and then you just subtract that from 100 and you would get the 45% Nigerian. So a lot of times when you're looking at the percentages, um, a lot of the, at least in the miniature Nubians, as they get further along, they're, they're pretty close to about a 60-40 or like 55-45 when they get up into those further generations. That's where you can get the height down but still have those breed traits that you're looking for. All right, so last but not least, we'll talk a little bit about uh, the two different registries, MDGA and TMGR, um, have some different programs. And again, when we speak to their representatives, we'll dive into this a little bit more. 
but MDGA did at one point have a grade herd book, uh, which it was closed at the end of 2020. Um, so we'll talk about that. There were, if they were already in the herd book, they could, um, they could grade up, but if not, uh, it was essentially closed. So we'll get some more details on that from the MDGA representative. And then in regards to TMGR, they do have a native on production program um, that has a few different uh, caveats to it, and we can dive into that. One of the things I did want to share with you guys is just the overall numbers. Um, we are going to get some official, more official numbers from the two different registries uh, here in the future when we talk to them. But the looking at it, these were the 2020 numbers from MDGA as far as the overall number of goats that have been registered all time. So the mini Nubian is the most popular miniature uh, dairy goat. It looks like back then it was a little over 12,000 goats had been registered. The mini La Manchas were second with a little over 5,000. And then the mini Alpines had about almost 1,300. After that, we do have a Nigerian dwarf registry with MDGA. And then the others, uh, let's see, ranking down Oberhosleys. And then there were have been some Sanins and Sables reg registered some Toggenbergs, and then some Guernseys. MDGA uh, currently, and we'll get TMGR's numbers when we talk to them, but MDGA had over 1,100 members and over 140 lifetime members. So the miniature dairy goat um, world is quite small. Um, so in comparison, I wanted to give you guys some numbers from AGDA, from their 2020 annual report as far as the full number of goats that were registered in just one year. This is just one year. So the Nigerian dwarfs were 29,000 over 29,418 to be exact was 2020. Uh, the next most popular was were the Nubians at almost 14,000. And then you uh, the Alpines uh, La Manchas, they were about 5,000 each. Um, and then you drop down to the Sonnens, 2,700. Toggenbergs, um, and just pretty much almost the same order. But that's in one year. So their total registrations for all of 2020 were sit over 61,000. Whereas the numbers I just quoted you were just one registry back in 2020. So we'll get some up-to-date numbers, but just thought that that would be interesting um, for you guys to hear what the standard breed numbers look like. All right, so we've talked about all the components of what makes up a miniature dairy goat. So what doesn't make up a miniature dairy goat? So pretty much uh, any pygmy crosses. So the pygmy and the Nigerian dwarf are not the same. So our miniature dairy goats are the result of crossing standard dairy goats with Nigerian dwarfs, which are also considered a dairy goat. So we are doubling down making those miniature dairy goats. So the introduction of non-dairy goat genetics is not allowed. So this means no pygmy, no boar, no kiko, or any other meat type crosses can be considered for registration. 
Um, so there are uh, goats called kinders, which are Nubians and pygmies mixed, but that is not something that either of the main registries um, register for. It has to be that standard dairy goat to the Nigerian dwarf. All right, well, I have rattled on enough about what is a miniature dairy goat. Thought I'd give you guys a pop quiz here on generations. So I will list out the generations that we're breeding, and then I'll give you guys a moment to figure out in your head what generation those kids would be, and then we'll see if you got it right. So let's see. Let's start with a purebred standard dairy goat to a fifth generation miniature dairy goat. What generation are those kids going to be? Do, 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 do. All right, if you said first generation, that's correct. So why was it first generation? Remember that standard dairy goat is generation zero. So even though it's that fifth generation, it still goes back to one, one higher than the lowest generation. All right, let's say you do a sixth generation to a sixth generation. So what would that give you? That's a trick question because it would be seventh generation, but we would just call it purebred. Let's see. Let's do a third generation to a second generation. Do, 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 do. So second to third, that's going to be third. Those kids would be third generation. So I hope that makes sense, and you can forgive me for my horrible uh, Jeopardy humming. Uh, but that is going to wrap it up for us today for the Mini Dairy Goat Podcast and what is a miniature dairy goat. So future topics we're looking at, we're going to talk about why miniature dairy goats, what are the benefits of having a miniature dairy goat as opposed to the standard breeds. Uh, we are going to dive into the history, how this all got started, and again, like I keep saying, we are going to have some of those representatives from the two main registries, MDGA and TMGR, join us and talk about the differences in their herd books and just their different programs. Lots to offer with both of those registries. So again, my name is Carrie. If you would like to come on the show or if you have an idea for what we want to talk about in the future, uh, feel free to hit me up. All of your podcast platforms should have a link to the podcast website at raftero.com and you can uh, take a look there and let us know if you've got any ideas. Please take a few moments to, you know, share with your friends. We're just getting started here with our podcast, but we'd love to get the word out about how great these miniature dairy goats are. Thank you guys and we'll be talking at you soon in about a week. Y'all take care. guys thank you so much for listening to the mini dairy goat podcast be sure to subscribe to the podcast for our new episodes share the podcast tell all your goat friends about us rate and review the podcast and also you can hit us up on our facebook page mini dairy goat podcast for more information and show notes thank you so much and happy goating <laughs>